Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Hey, friendo, Steve here. And Larson. And welcome back to Going In Raw, the only pro wrestling podcast you need to be listening to right here at youtube.com forward slash Stephen Larson. Usually taped live on twitch.tv forward slash Stephen Larson, but not Matt Chat. This one we record in the privacy of our own Zoom call. And uh, this is, of course, uh, the, the show where we take the questions, the pertinent burning questions that are Matt Chatters at $20 and up. Throw us and uh, we uh, absorb it. Uh, regurgitate it, uh, osmosis it. Well, you need to make clear this is this is a twenty dollars patron. It's not like somebody walking down the street throwing twenty dollars at us. They get your, their video question on the show. Would you deny that person? Well, right now I'm not taking money from anybody. Good point. Cash money, that is. Good point. Um, uh, and I don't really walk around much where people are are, are are walking as well. I'm practicing my social distancing like I'm supposed to. Okay, fair enough. Anyway, so it's twenty dollars patron. Yeah, $20 patrons. You can get your video question, your audio question if you have one, your text. text. We've never had just a straight-up audio question before. Not that I recall. I don't think so. We've had a lot of questions, so, though. we got a lot more today. Uh, let's. Uh, who's up first, Larson? Uh, first, kind of got uh, two similarly themed questions. Video from Matt Field. Text from Dwayne Huff. Oh, I just spilled coffee everywhere. Uh, we'll run the video, and we'll answer them both back-to-back. Hey, Stephen Larson, it's the British Barman, Matt Field here, back with another Matt Chat question. When um, this um, pandemic ends and the world goes back to normal, obviously Vince has lost a lot of money um, with the XFL shutting down and losing money from live events, uh, ticket sales, all that stuff. Do you think if the right offer was made by a large company such as maybe Disney, do you think he'll sell the WWE? Um, let me know what you think. Uh, too sweet, hearty handshake. Thank you, Matt Field and Dwayne Huff. Uh, so Dwayne adds to Matt Field's question, would it be best if Vince sold the company to Disney or someone else, or is he too stubborn to do it? Steve, what do you think? Okay, so uh, would it be best if he did for the product? Probably. We've seen what happens when a Disney, for example, gets their paws on a property like, for example, Marvel Comics. And uh, yeah, I think that they'd have they'd have people in, number one, I don't know, man, I kind of feel like WWE just needs Vince to be gone. And then, and then all woes will be cured. Maybe not, maybe not, maybe not. I yeah, don't know. I don't know if all, all woes, but it, it might help. 
I think creatively speaking, you get some fresh eyes on a on a product. You get some people who I don't know. Yeah, I do. I think it'd be better. I honestly do think it'd be better. Um, uh, so yeah, I, I do think that's the case. Will he sell? No, no, not a chance. Not a chance in hell. What the hell would Vince McMahon do? Uh, according to a tweet I saw from Dave Meltzer this morning, uh, earlier today rather, on Tuesday, uh, Vince almost immediately had buyer's remorse for the XFL. Um, so, no, I don't know what else would he do. Wrestling, he he lives and breathes wrestling. That's one thing about Vince. We might disagree with him on a lot of things creatively speaking, but he, by all accounts, by every account, the man loves pro wrestling. He loves mm. it. It's his, I mean, it's been his life, obviously, for decades and decades and decades. No, he, they could offer him $10 billion and he wouldn't sell because what would he do with his life? No, he wouldn't. Well, he would sell and start another pro wrestling company. I'm watching the squirrel outside my window. It's What's fast. it doing? It's walking, but it's standing up and it was staring at me for a little bit. You're going crazy, now, man. You're going stir crazy. You know that, right? Hello, squirrel. You can't don't be talking to squirrels. Not on this huge show. Huge squirrel. It's a huge squirrel too. Maybe he's a patron. He's asking his match chat question. You don't know. Um, anyways, uh, you know, whenever this question is is posed to them during one of their conference uh, financial calls, uh, any interest in selling, their answer is always the same. They're always open for business. They're open for open to consider it. Um, I don't know if there is some um, uh, benefit in saying that in these financial calls in terms of uh, uh, stockholders. Uh, or the value of the stock, like, hey, they might sell, drive the price up. I don't know. I'm not a financial guy. Um, that being well, said, hold on. let me interject because that's a good point. What you just made is actually a good point. Think about it logically, dude. You used to own stock in Machinima. Uh huh. If the if the idea was if somebody was going to buy Machinima for ten billion dollars, you would do pretty good having owned that stock. So I think that's a, that's yes. a relevant point. All right. Um, I, I, but uh, uh, so considering they say that uh, consistently, um, and I would think you'd do that be because they think it would benefit them in terms of the stock price, or they would consider it at the right price. Now, what is the right price? This squirrel needs to get out of here. Um, he's like trying to find to it. No, it's just I'm, I'm interested in, in like what it's doing. I think it's digging up a nut. Um, this is off the rails food. already. It really is. Um, so if, uh, if if they are blown away with like a, a, a Lucasfilm-esque offer from Disney, $4 billion, at the, the, the current financial, potential financial straits, uh, at least that would be kind of presents themselves at, um, I don't think they would necessarily discount it. However, I think they would only consider selling if they can maintain day-to-day -day control of the company. Essentially, they want someone to assume the, the entirety of the financial burden. And since Vince is so synonymous with pro wrestling, whoever would buy WWE, whether it be Disney, Fox, whomever, uh, would want Vince still there because Vince is synonymous with his company and WWE is so synonymous with wrestling. And they would think, well, if Vince isn't part of this, people aren't going to pay any mind because Vince is wrestling. Um, sort of the same reason we always kind of thought that if uh, uh, Vince were to be forced out, step down, pass away, uh, the first thing WB stock would do would be tank into like basically being worthless. It'd be like oil futures now. Um, uh, but it would it would rebound because people would realize, oh, uh, this 
could potentially be better creatively without Vince in charge. Um, but I think the only way they would ever consider selling it is if uh, they could maintain control. Um, there would it be best some... for the product? Yes, it would be best for the product right now if, if Vince, whether he sold it, stepped down, forced out, whatever reason. Creatively, in terms of what we enjoy in our television, it would probably be better if he wasn't running the show. If there is some sort of shared trait amongst super rich people who have massive egos, and if if one of those things that sort of tickles the ego is selling your company at a price far beyond its actual worth, then maybe he'd consider it if that's a weird rich person thing. I could see that potentially being a weird rich person thing. Sadly, I'm not a weird rich person, so nor I don't I, know nor for will sure. I ever be. What's yeah. that? Said so I'm not a, a, a weird rich person, nor will I ever be. Um. Well, you know, I have greater ambitions than you because I'd love to be a weird rich person one day. <laughs> Not just some weird nut staring at a squirrel outside his room. Oh, the squirrel's moved on. Oh. <laughs> okay. Somewhere we'll climb up by the trees over by the fence line. It's back. probably like this creep is staring at me like a weirdo. Well, He's I'm thinking the same thing about this day. damn squirrel that's here digging up his nut and then looking at me like I'm going to bound through this window here and try to steal his nut from him. You... I don't want his nut. I'm not going to take his nut. I don't know, man. I think you're. I think you're a nut taker. I think you love taking that nut. <laughs> well, not from squirrels. Anyways, <laughs> we got a question next from uh, David Fishkin. Let's see what David Fishkin has to say. Hey, friendos. First time Matt Chatter, David Fishkin here with my first ever video question. I was wondering if you think it's more likely that some of these superstars that were unfortunately released um, will come back sooner or later or if they won't come back at all. We'd love to hear your thoughts on it. Um... Too sweet, hearty handshake. Too good, me brothers. And I'll see you later. Thank you, David. Thank you, David. Um, of the 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 talent released, um, these are the the names I could see uh, maybe at some point making a return to WB. I could see Kurt Angle being brought back um, as a producer once the COVID thing runs its course. If WB thinks okay, we're on better footing financially, even though they seem like they're in fine footing financially. They could bring it back as a producer. I would love to see Heath Slater go away for a couple of years, come back absolutely ripped, just jacked to the gills, um, and come back and have his gender slash Drew uh, 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 run um, just going out there and dominating. That would be great. Uh, Eric Rowan, I could see him coming back. Seemingly, Heyman liked him. Maybe Vince liked him. I don't know. Someone seemed to like him because um, <laughs> he was getting a lot of – he was involved in the Daniel Bryan thing. He was, you know, he's been a multiple-time tag champion. Bischoff liked him so much he made another one. There you go. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised if he comes back. And same with Leo Rush. Um, I know his his tenure in WWE was a bit tumultuous, um, and uh, but he seemed like once he came back from his, uh, you know, like his last sabbatical um, when he got the cruiserweight title in a great feud with Angel Garza. Uh, dude's still super young, uh, still has ton of upside. Um, so I don't see anybody necessarily coming back right away. Maybe with the exception of Eric Rowe, and I, I would not be surprised if he came back within a matter of months. Everybody else uh, down the line, yeah, maybe. Uh, one name that stands out to me that I think definitely will come back is uh, is Leo Rush. 
I think that they uh, they they took a lot of they gave him a lot of opportunities, and I think that he is, remains a singular talent that they'd be willing to put up with whatever it was they're putting up with that that led him to as you call it a sabbatical. Um, I think he's going to be back for sure. I, I wouldn't I would not that would not surprise me at all. Um, I could see Slater coming back, like you said, but he's not going to get jacked. He'll, he'll come back and like they're going to need like a lighthearted comedy mid Carter guy, and that's going to be him. I could see him coming back for sure. Imagine if he's a lighthearted comedy mid Carter guy who's enormously jacked. <laughs> I hope he does too. I just I in terms of what's here's, here, realistic, here's a story. I just don't see. Here's it. a story you could do. You know, he had that whole thing about wanting the above ground pool. Yeah. So he gets he gets laid off. He goes into the above ground pool industry, so he's out there building above ground pools all day and gets jacked. Yeah, yeah. Somebody somebody did a Photoshop of him jacked. It was hilarious. It was great. I I look. I hope that happens. I don't know if it's in his like DNA to get gender. Definitely not Drew jacked, but I hope so. I hope it is. I could see him coming back regardless. So it's like a a surprise Rumble entrant or something. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah, Rowan. I don't know about. I don't know about Rowan. You're right. It seemed like somebody liked him, but then they gave him that silly spider thing. I don't know. I don't know. Spider thing was terrible. Uh, yeah, but it's WWE. You figure as long as these guys stay in shape, uh, they continue to uh, keep somewhat of a public persona, and they continue to ply their trade, uh, everybody comes back to WWE. At least possibility exists that everybody could come back, yeah. Yeah, it's not like anybody left. Like Obviously, so... Uh, Rusev seemed to be going through some stuff with them in terms of oh are you gonna break? But it, like even that seemed relatively the only, minor. The only name I would not expect to go back would be EC3. I think you're right about that. I think you're right about that. What would it take for him? It would take like a pretty huge run in AEW um, to like significantly make something of himself, and then like huge assurances from the WWE. I don't know if your camera is take- frozen or if you're just sitting there. <laughs> For a little while, your frozen camera looked like you were just sitting there pondering my question, but not blinking because you're a serial killer. <laughs> I'm like uh, Dexter Loomis. <laughs> hey, this is this is this is what it take for EC3 maybe come back to WBF uh, or WB. Vince would not have to be there anymore. <laughs> you're probably right. Probably right. The Angie's List You Know and Trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. Angie's List is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because you know if you own a home, 
it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Uh, next, got a question from Christopher Rampersad. Happy 420, Stephen Larson. So my question is, so the recently released wrestlers from WWE, which wrestlers would you guys pick to go to AEW and which storyline should they pull up to? What'd you guys think? Thank you, Christopher. Thank you, Christopher. Go ahead, Steve. All right, man. Dude, so again, according to Dave Meltzer, EC3 is uh, highly sought after even now with his release from the WWE. He looks amazing. The guy's a terrific promo. He's a decent wrestler. You put him with Drake Maverick, and man, I think that AEW would love to have him. I would love, that's my number one pick that I want to see go to AEW. I think the biggest shoe-in to go to AEW is, of course, Zack Ryder. Cody Rhodes mm-hmm. literally wrote a book on Instagram talking this guy up. There is not a chance Matt Cardonis is not going to go to AEW. That's going to happen. Obviously, uh, the Young Bucks, uh, Kenny Omega, uh, the, they're all former uh, colleagues of the Good Brothers, Gallows and Anderson. Don't know if they're going to go to Japan or AEW or maybe do a little bit of both. Uh, but I could see that uh, being the case. Seemingly, uh, Anderson really wants to go to uh, back to Japan, though. So, uh, yeah, I, I could see that happening. So I'd like to see. Also, AEW is just there's so many great tag teams there. Who wouldn't want to see Gallows and Anderson taking on, Truth. for example, True. Uh, Alex Silver and John Reynolds, uh, uh, Evil Uno and Stu Grayson. The hybrid two. Uh, I was going to say the hybrid two, exactly. Uh, Eight and nine. There you go. (laughs) Who wouldn't want to see those dream matchups? Personally, number one on my list is is Miro. Miro. Bring Rusev to AEW. Dude, I think he's got... Man, I feel like there is so much untapped potential in Rusev and WWE. Would you put Aiden English with him? I wouldn't mind that. I thought they were great together. Me too. Um, Rusev has a knack for getting himself over, even when uh, what he's got to work with is not great. Yeah. Um, so give me Rusev. What's Aiden uh, English's real name? Oh, it's. Uh, I think his first name's Matt too. Very good. What's his last name? It starts with an R. Very good. Ray Walt. Um, next, uh, Leo Rush. Uh, he's a spectacular talent. Uh, dude is great in the ring. Um, I'd love to see him in there mixing it up with some of AEW's finest. I'd like to um, see Leo go to AAA. That'd be cool. Or, or New Japan. New Japan the, is like realistically New Japan would be great. I wonder if they'd like, put up with his shit though. 
I don't know. Uh, Gals and Anderson to be cool in AEW. I kind of want them to go back to New Japan. That's just my my preference. Uh, and then finally, of course, Zack Ryder. He's going to AEW. That's basically a near guarantee, I feel like. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Given his uh, his relationship with Cody. Yeah. Uh, uh, next, got a question from A.O. Worm. Worm! What's good, everybody? It's your boy A.O. Worm here back with another match chat question. All right, Steve Larson. So when we're all free and clear of COVID-19, which will probably be sometime next year in 2021, where do you think uh, the first couple of WWE matches are going to be held? Like in what cities or arenas they're going to go back and try to do WrestleMania again in Tampa, or they're going to just try to push LA to the furthest and try to do everything there, Raw, SmackDown, TakeOver, Hall of Fame, and plus additional more shows. So where do you think they're going to start at when COVID-19 is over and gone with? All right, guys, I'll catch you later. Too sweet, hearty handshake. Too good, brother. Thank you, A.O. Worm. Thank you, Worm. All right, so I actually did uh, uh, the bare minimum of research on this to see... Uh, in the upcoming announced schedule, at least on Ticketmaster for WWE, their road schedule, they just announced a bunch of new dates through the fall, apparently, at least according to Ticketmaster. Uh, which of those dates uh, were Raw or SmackDown is happening in states now that are start, already starting to roll back, uh, you know, stay-at-home orders and so on and so forth. Uh, assuming those states are steadfast in, in, in following through with relaxing those orders, um, I kind of feel like the most reasonable best case scenario is Survivor Series in Dallas. So that's in November. Yeah. That's still seven months from now. Yeah. Um, worst case scenario, uh, you give it uh, 18 months from when things really started to hit the fan. So that's roughly next August. You do, if you want to, if you want to come back with a huge bang, you do SummerSlam next year at Madison Square Garden in New York City. Um, uh, if you really want to do it with like a huge, make it a huge event, you know, like, uh, WB is back in front of fans back where it all started for them, Madison square garden, SummerSlam 2021, but between now and then, um, like there's shows in, 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 in like Florida, Texas, Georgia, not any raws or smackdowns that I could see. Um, uh, you know, I like something. A lot of the states, I know Massachusetts was having a, 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 a rough go of things early on. I don't know what their status is now in terms of dealing with the outbreak. Mm. Um, so any of the states that are a little more rigid mm-hmm. in their stay-at-home orders, I didn't even consider. Because um, yeah. like nothing's happening here in California. Nothing. Until uh, uh, there's some huge scientific breakthrough. There's a vaccine. There's some sort of medication that's developed that can well, actually yeah, deal with if, the symptoms. If you go further north uh, in Cascadia... Uh, you come across the territory of Washington, which got hit really early. Yeah. Um, so I wonder if it's a possibility that because they're ahead of us, they might be one of the first. But the, again, they're you're also doing. So I the the thing is, it's going to be. A, I think with the states like Georgia, who like tomorrow are going to be opening up. Um, the thing is, it's going to be a thing where Georgia's going to open up, and, and maybe hit hard again. Probably. I know. I understand that. And yeah, they're either going to get hit hard again or miraculously, because God protects fools sometimes, uh, they'll be relatively okay. <laughs> I, or, I, or, or they'll be hit hard. They just won't test anybody. So we don't, you don't know the magnitude of how badly they've been. That hit. could be. That could be. So it, it depends, man. It depends on if if these peop- if these places open up early. And here's, here's the kind of the, this is sick. 
But here's the benefit of Georgia opening so early is that either the body bags are going to start piling up and everybody else in the country is going to be like, whoa, never mind. Or uh, they're going to open up. And like you said, maybe that won't happen. I mean, somehow, somehow, some way, maybe it won't be utter disaster. I don't know how that will happen, but it seems like that, you know, if they're intent on opening up based on, you know, their absolutely zero uh, research, uh, scientifically speaking, uh, I just I don't see it happening, man. I think that if if these states are going to open up and the bodies are going to start piling up and they're going to have to close back down. And so the most likely scenario. Yeah, I think so. And so it's I think that like the states that are like super closed off. And have got hit early. Like you mentioned, you mentioned Massachusetts, right? Yeah. Um, if there are states out there who got hit early and took extreme measures early, which I think Washington started clamping down pretty quickly. Yeah, 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 yeah. They were like them and Washington, California. Yeah. Uh, were both mid-March when they started. So then uh, maybe we're looking at, you know, towards the end of the year, like you said, Survivor Series, maybe. For Washington, maybe. Well, I mean, they, scheduled, they also might scheduled, be. Go ahead. Survivor Series already been announced for Dallas this year. That's why I mentioned it as like an actual yeah, scheduled yeah. date. Yeah, but you and I both know that's going to be. But here's the thing: I don't, I don't know if if Jay Inslee up in Washington is hearing the same philosophy as as Gavin Newsom is here or or or, or whatnot. Whereas, yeah, they got they were quick to close things down and issue the state home orders. But they, but Gavin Newsom is doesn't seem to be in any hurry. No, he's not to go to go back to normal like yeah. overnight. Yeah, and I I doubt this is speculation. I have to read up on on what uh, the governor of Washington had to say about it. Um, I would suspect based on his approach so far, it's something comparable to what Gavin Newsom has been saying. Well, given that they're that, all in a pack together, I would think that's exactly. the same thing. Yeah, yeah. That, that they have no plans to really open up any sort of gatherings. And that's what this question is, is about. When, are, when is WB going to start having shows in front of people again? Um, I would doubt that Washington would have any intention, barring some medical breakthrough yeah. um, uh, any time this year. Now, here's here's one place where I do sort of, and I think what you're saying, what you were saying is this is how they should approach it as opposed to how they probably will. They, If, if, if they are three months out from the latest big pay-per-view and they have a green light, you better damn well be sure they are going to they will whatever raw or smackdown is next on the horizon in terms of hey we've been given the green light oh what's next raw on monday we're going there they're not going to wait for a major pay-per-view or even a pay-per-view to do this the second they can get in front of fans they're going to get in front of fans and oh, they'll probably. make that episode the big thing they will they will and that's why I said I went through the schedule to check this to see if any of those any of the upcoming raw scheduled line up with states that you know are, are are a little are are either already a little more relaxed about their stay at home orders or soon to be, yeah. um, and assuming a best case scenario happens in those particular states, or if they just say to hell with it, we're going to just plow on through uh, and, and 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 just go ahead with business as usual. Um, that Survivor Series in Dallas was like the the first major show, first televised show in one of those markets, one of those states. Uh, on the docket that was listed on Ticketmaster. Yeah. That's why I chose that one. If, yeah, if there sure, was a raw, sure. if there was a raw in in Houston four three weeks prior, I would have put that on there. So. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, my answers are my the answers that I wrote down are the real ones. SummerSlam 2020 in a VFW in Ackworth, Georgia, uh, with in front of 300 people. That's what they're gonna do. 
Worst case, it'll never happen. Worst case is literally we're going to all just end up in a wasteland. WrestleMania in the Thunderdome 2054. I'm, I'm not talking about like, I'm talking about the Thunderdome from the Mad Max movies. Yeah, the actual literal Thunderdome. Is there like is there any like a uh, like a uh, is there a stadium that calls himself Thunderdome these days? Oh, like a nickname? Yeah. I don't know. There's a Silverdome. Yeah, that's that Superdome. They tore down the Silverdome. That's Why wouldn't more. somebody call they called the Thunderdome? I don't know. That'd be cool. Next up, we got a, a video question from uh, Rich the Smash Bro. Let's see what this guy has to say this time. Steve and Larson, Rich here on another crappy day here in quarantine. But with the Money in the Bank season coming up, here's a pretty easy one. Who's your most memorable Money in the Bank win and who is your least? Obviously, we're talking about when they won the briefcase and when they cashed it in. I got to go with Dolph. Hate the guy or dislike him. You can't deny that he didn't uh, deserve it at the time and the pop he got from the crowd still gives me chills the most undeserving was jack swagger i mean let's be real the guy sucked didn't deserve the title and they put him with a white racist supremacist so and as far as the women go so far the best has been bliss but they've only had a few but nonetheless let me know what you think friendos bye thank you rich thank you rich go ahead steve so i kind of feel like the most memorable one is just like the last one that happened the brock lesnar one um, I thought it was, uh, again, I'm not sure if you're frozen or if that's your actual look. Uh, it was clearly, he's the highest profile guy ever to have won money in the bank. And I forget, was he listed in the betting odds as having been the favorite to win that thing? Uh, I don't believe so because he inserted himself into the match. I thought it was like a, it was a super surprise thing. It was, yeah. Uh, and, yeah, it was it was shocking, that image of him standing up there, and then everybody on Twitter, I'm canceling my account. Ooh. Yeah, sitting uh, up that ladder laughing. Yeah, I would think that. And then all the stuff that he did with the boombox briefcase, I would think that's the most memorable. Uh, the least memorable, uh, I guess, is Mr. Anderson. Uh, I don't even remember that match. I'll be honest, I don't remember a lot of the matches. But, uh, I mean, you know, given that he turded his away, uh, I, I would say that was probably the least memorable. The biggest fart of a briefcase win. Uh, well, it was Edge who made his win memorable, not so much Mr. Kennedy. Uh, most memorable, at least from, in my estimation, I think Rich is right on this one. Uh, Dolph, when he won, uh, that was when he was on his ascent. Uh, the crowd was really behind him. Um, he got that win. The place blew up. Uh, and it was pretty cool. I remember watching that one. Uh, the least memorable is uh, Bronze. Uh, wow, did they mess that up? You got a guy who really doesn't need to win the briefcase to get a title shot. He's a massive dude uh, who has been booked like a monster win the briefcase, and then, all right, and then you completely botched the entire storyline of how he's going to cash in. Mm-hmm. It was an embarrassment for Braun. It made him look ridiculous. So that would, be, that would be my pick for least memorable. We got a trio of text questions. First from Jacksonville's number one, Gion Halili. He asks, how should WB handle Nia Jax with her proven unsafe work and shaky promos that she need more time to hone her skills? What should WB do? Thanks, friendos. That's what I'm thinking. Uh, you put her in a tag team. Now, uh, uh, if if Alexa Bliss wasn't in this tag team with Nikki Cross, I think she would have been a really good contender to be tag team partner for Nia Jax because uh, Alexa is strong on the mic. She's a good talker. 
she's a good in-ring worker. Um, and you can always do the story of Alexa's in there. She wants to, uh, you know, uh, be the first one in. She's the one isolated by the heel team for a good majority of the match. Gets the hot tag to Nia. She clears house. Bang, Samoa drop win. Um, that way, Nia is just asked to go in there, deliver a handful of moves, uh, and either get her team the win or lead directly to her team's win. She gets Samoa drop tag to Bliss, Twisted Bliss, win. Um, and, you know, she could play off Alexa on the mic uh, in promo segments so she doesn't have to carry the full weight of everything herself. Um, there's a lot about Nia that I, I like. Um, she needs work on her mic skills. Yeah, even though she's a, like a good trash talker in the ring during matches. It's weird. Um, and then, yeah, I like that spot with Kyrie Sane on Raw this week where she threw it in the corner. I'm not sure if that was supposed to be like a buckle bomb thing or what exactly. That could end it really bad. Um, so I think if you just put her in a situation where she could work with somebody else and she didn't have to do everything uh, herself in terms of, of telling the stories of the matches, doing the mic work, so on and so forth, give her more time to, to, to develop. I think that's the way to go. Uh, I don't know. I kind of have no desire to see her when they like, you know, announced her return. I just, I, I could care less, honestly, like at this point it's like, you know, I'm not a fan of like, you know, bashing wrestlers when they do that kind of stuff, but you see the stuff like with Kyrie saying, and it's just, it's off-putting, man. It's just off-putting. And it's just, she's been around for how long now? Mm-hmm. And it doesn't seem to be changing. And then, I don't know. I just, I, I don't know. If, look, if you're going to do anything, just why not Why not just give her an, a super limited moveset? It's not like she's putting on banger matches anyways. She's in there for one reason, to be a large powerhouse wrestler. So just do that. Why is she tossing people around in the first place like the way she was with Kyrie Sane? Don't do anything new. Clubbing blow, big boot, leg drop, there you go. That's all you really, kick to the gut. That's all you need to do. That's all. You, why is she doing anything outside of that? Like her Simone drop is okay. Yeah. Just why Why do anything else? You I mean, if, 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 if she's going to be booked as a powerhouse, one of the things powerhouses do is throw people around the ring. I know, but like with a Beal, which isn't going to hurt anybody. Yeah. You know, there are other ways I mean, to do it. There's less chance it might hurt somebody. My else. point is you can do simple things. Yes. Why Why is she doing shit like this? Like, and then, I don't know, man. I just think that like the, she needs to just seriously simplify it. Um, and there you go. I don't know how you make her interesting, though, because she's not. She doesn't. She does. She, her promos are not great. She's got it. She she does look like a monster. She looks like a you know a big threatening physical person. I'll give her that much. She ain't interesting. Besides that, she's never been an interesting story. So I don't know what you do with that. Do the same thing with her. They do with Goldberg. He doesn't do moves. He comes out and he does like one thing, a spear, and then maybe he can get up a suplex, aka jackhammer. Mm-hmm. Do the same thing with her. It works with him. Who cares? Like. Uh... I'm not sure it works with him these days anymore, though. They seem uh, to, next, they still do it. I know. Next, another uh, text question from Chris Carlin, a debuting match chatter. Welcome, Chris. Welcome, Chris. Uh, yes, when everything returns to normal, how will WWE be viewed in the mainstream after the past week, considering they have already been reported on by the BBC in the United Kingdom about being essential? Essential. Essential. Uh, 
it, it, they're, they're, dude, they've always been considered carny. They're going to be, you can doll it up with as much corporate speak as you want. You can, you know, put people, you can put Stephanie in a, in a, in a business suit and have her say all the corporate lingo. They're still carnies. <laughs> and I don't think the perception is going to change. This is not surprising. This is not shocking at all, like how they've been doing this stuff. And when all is said and done, it doesn't matter. Nobody's going to think of them any differently. You know, what are they going to go back and say, you know, did, did, did people stop watching? Did people, did their perception change when, you know, they were allowing wrestlers to take these nasty chair shots to the head? Like a while after people kind of knew that CTE was a thing. I mean, maybe not technically, but like, you know, they knew that that was not good for you. Their wellness policy was a joke until Benoit happened. So like, it's just another day in the life. It's just another day in the life of WWE. Nobody's mm-hmm. gonna change their how they feel about WWE. Mm-hmm. Um, I was reading a lot of the uh, mainstream coverage of uh, WWE being deemed an essential business. Yeah, and uh, while it wasn't universal, um, uh, many outlets uh, fell into the same pattern that uh, historically they have, and that being uh, it, it being utterly dismissive of WWE as any sort of uh, uh, legitimate. Uh, entertainment brand yeah um yeah uh, they're generally viewed by most mainstream outlets as as you mentioned a carny operation <laughs> um and treated as such this is just how i'm not saying i that's fair um that's just how uh, a lot of mainstream outlets have portrayed the wwe um nothing that's happened in these last weeks is going to change that perception for better or worse um a lot of people already think uh, very poorly of vince mcmahon and uh, there's only so low, uh, so low, I guess you could go with your opinion on him uh, based on how he, he has conducted and will probably in the future conduct this business because everything he's done the past three weeks is very consistent with everything he's done the last 30 years. Yeah, wrapping, wrapping back up around to the first question about should they sell to Disney, that's another reason because Disney, they wouldn't play around like that. If did and I, we're just saying Disney is like big corporate, you know, empire thing, entertainment yeah. conglomerate, entertainment Di- monopoly. Yeah, yeah. If Disney got their hands on it, they'd have like proper HR and you know standards like, and practices, all this standard yeah, stuff. Yeah, exactly. So like that's another reason because the ref the wrestlers would be safer for one thing. They might actually be employees. Yeah, you never know. That that's totally true. So, uh, so yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I don't think that it's going to change. I think people think of the WWE as a carny organization, like you said, and that's not going to change. Yep, I don't think that's going to change, uh, at least as long as Vince is in charge. Uh, final text question from Luis Ariza says he's got two questions for us. Suck it. Uh, he uh, recently watched uh, Bipolar Rock and Roller and found out that Mauro Ranello dated Natalia's sister for a while. So what are some of the most random relationship couples in wrestling? And also, what mania matches in history would fit this whole no fans thing? Let's handle the second part first, since we have answers written down for that. Um, I think the hardcore battle royal, WrestleMania 2000, uh, would work just fine basically anywhere. It could be at the Performance Center. It could be at the storage facility across the street. It could be at that lake in downtown Orlando. Mm-hmm. Uh, you name a spot, you can pretty much do that anywhere. Mm-hmm. I like your answer too, but I think if they go ahead and say what it is, but I have an idea to, to add on to it. So it'd be like a end of an era, like in a warehouse, but it'd be filmed more like uh, uh, the uh, the boneyard match. Not just a warehouse. Have the WWE archives. Mm, yeah, there you go. Yeah, that'd be cool. Just that'd be immersed rad. in history. You're you're there. Yeah, in history. I like that. That's yeah. good. How, what did they had it at the physical WWE Hall of Fame? 
that doesn't exist. It doesn't exist. I mean, that's what the archives <laughs> essentially is. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, uh, what is this? Uh, most random relationships and couples in wrestling. Um, Sean Spears and Peyton Royce. He's kind of a goober and she's like super hot. Chelsea green and a Zack Ryder. Like he's like a giant. He seems like he's just a giant child, mm-hmm. but he's a very good looking guy. He's probably hilarious. Yeah, He's a handsome dude. Yeah. And she's really funny. So I think it does sort of fit. I'm just sort of thinking of other, um, you know, it's weird. Uh, didn't CM Punk? CM Punk has dated a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Was Maria Kanellis one of them? That I don't know. I'm pretty sure. Uh, I think Lita was. Yes, Lita was. Um, I think he's got a sort of a, you know, a list of exes that's kind of on the interest. Oh, yeah, side. it looks like he uh, may have. Yeah, Maria Kanellis. There you go. Okay. All right. Thought I remembered that. Um, I mean, it's not particularly weird, you know. Um, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm trying to think of others. Uh, hmm. Apparently he dated Kelly Kelly too. Not surprising. I mean, CM, the thing about CM Punk is that he's an entire, he's like a super clever guy. Yeah. And girls like that. And yeah. if you have like a locker room just full of like idiot meatheads, and then like this one guy who's got like lots of tats, he's a good-looking guy, and he's all really yeah, he clever. Yeah, good-looking guy. He, yeah, he'd like he'd probably have you know pick of the lot, really. <laughs> <laughs> Damien Priest and his women—that's a weird <laughs> relationship. Oh gosh. <laughs> um, no, honestly, Undertaker and Michelle McCool is kind of an oddball yeah, that's, relationship. That's, that is weird. Michelle. <laughs> Uh, Stone Cold and Deborah was a, a little odd. Yeah. Um, cause she was with Mongo McMichael. Yeah. And she was Jeff Jarrett's valet. Mm-hmm. But then I thought that I read somewhere that Stone Cold and Jeff Jarrett didn't get along. Yeah, that's weird then. <laughs> uh, trying to think of anybody else. I like this question. That's a good question. We're, I mean, Triple H and Stephanie's kind of weird. Weird wrestling relationships. Let me Google this shit. Let's see what there I you find. Ah, uh, here we go. Perfect. Who's this? The Sportster. Wrestling couples you never knew dated. Uh, Kurt Angle see. and Don Marie. <laughs> Look at that picture of Kurt Angle with the milk. Uh, Wade Barrett and Alicia Fox that's cool that's a good looking couple right there Uh, uh, let's see oh yeah John Cena and Mickey James that's weird (laughs) Shawn Michaels and Sonny (laughs) oh man wait really Alberto Del Rio and Charlotte Flair I was not aware I did not know that uh, let's see here. What Michael the hell? Hayes? Michael <laughs> Hayes and Rosa Mendez. What? What the? What? <laughs> that's, that's the weirdest shit I've ever heard. Yeah. He's like a trillion years old. Man, that's hilarious. Oh, that's a hot couple right there. Batista and Molina. Mm-hmm. 
Dolph Ziggler and Nikki Bella. That sounds right. Tori Wilson and Mitch. <laughs> uh, oh, look at that picture of CM Punk and Lita. They're so cute together. Mm-hmm. Test and Stacey Keebler. Oh, no, that was the weirdest one. Uh, wasn't uh, Billy Kidman and Tori Wilson? Yeah. And then wasn't like David Flair really with uh, Tori Wilson? Stacey? I thought <laughs> or she, no, Stacey Keebler. Stacey Keebler is what I thought. Yeah, that's crazy. Hold on. What's number one on this list? Oh. Hmm. Xavier Woods and Paige. Uh, you know, good looking couple right there. Mm-hmm. Anyways, mm-hmm. thanks for watching, everybody. We appreciate it. If you want your question answered right here on Matt Chat, you can do it. $20 gets you there. Don't just throw it at Larson's window or deliver or give it to a squirrel to give to him. You got to get on the Patreon. We got yeah, lots of bonus squirrel. content there as well. Squirrel pods bury it in my lawn. <laughs> Anyways, thanks for watching. Till next time, we'll talk to you later. Goodbye. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because you know if you own a home, It can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.